K-A-L-W. We're here at the eastern edge of Golden Gate Park. To our left is Mount Sutro, to our right, Lone Mountain. We're leaving the busy streets of the city and entering San Francisco's urban sanctuary. Let's walk in. This is the Golden Gate Park cast from KALW. It's a journey to and through many of the park's greatest attractions. I'm your tour guide, Hana Baba. And some of the sites may be familiar. Yes, it's just a good time to get outside. Over here, you can just throw the ball around. Some are hidden gems. Now this time, pretend you're trying to hit that sign over there. Okay. And you got a paintbrush in this hand, and I gotta flick it and go whoop and get the paint over there. Okay, now go. Flick that paintbrush. Best cast yet. All of them are to be found here in this thousand-acre green belt through one of the world's great cities. Ready? Let's go. Strolling down John F. Kennedy Drive, we're passed by all kinds of vehicles. Cars, for sure, but also bikes. Lots of bikes. Skateboarders, segways. The landscape goes from urban gray outside the park to lush green with grass and trees. Up ahead on the right, there it is. A long and tall building is in the back of a lawn filled with flower gardens. Its white walls stand out in the middle of all the greenery. This 250-foot-long building made of wood and glass is one of the most elaborate structures in the park. And it's clear to see that this historic landmark is nearly as old as the park itself. Truquin takes us inside. Golden Gate Park's Conservatory of Flowers is San Francisco's very own Victorian greenhouse. Lowe Hodges, Director of Operations and Exhibitions, says it's more than a building. She thinks of it like a person who's lived a long life. She's a one of a kind because, well, the rest have basically fallen down. You know, there's a reason they don't make greenhouses out of wood anymore. Um, but it's totally worth it. Hodges loves her work. No, I have the absolute best job in the world. Um, half of my job is getting to work with the coolest group of horticulturalists on the planet to come up with fun, whimsical, wacky ways, basically to teach little kids and big kids um, about plants. As the director, Hodges oversees exhibits ranging from recreated Jurassic landscapes to historical moments in San Francisco. Hodges says this type of prefabricated greenhouse is rare. The structure is like Victorian Ikea. Somebody back in the day picked her out of a catalog and she was sent to them in crates and you sort of had it set up. In this case, that somebody was James Lick. And I know for like California listeners out there for sure, they can probably think of at least one thing named after him, Lick Observatory. Uh, there's a school, there's freeways. And um, he was just wealthy as all get out. But Lick passed away before he could get the greenhouse built. And a group of other rich San Franciscans Leland Stanford and Charles Crocker included, bought the kit. It was then donated to the city and opened to the public in 1879. It's delighted San Franciscans ever since. Right now we're in the uh, Highland Tropics, so this is the cool room. Nursery specialist Mario Vega has cared for the conservatory's plants for over eight years. The Highland Tropics Gallery is meant to mimic the climate of cloud forests you'd find in the mountains of South America. 
somewhere like Machu Picchu in Peru. Well, uh, one of the unique things about this room is the collection of cool-growing orchids. Um, uh, for instance, the Draculas, which are right here in front of us. Vega says the name has nothing to do with blood-sucking monsters. It's about dragons. If you look into the flower, you can kind of see a face. And um, it was thought to resemble a dragon. And it also has the uh, hinged lip that moves about in uh, the wind. And that, and that attracts pollinators. That gets a particular fly incredibly excited, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A mm -hmm. flower is really just a fancy way of attracting a mate to get laid. After ogling Dracula orchids, Vega and Hodges continue into the aquatics gallery. We are uh, now going from, oh, somewhere above 3,000 feet in altitude to uh, sea level. A huge concrete pond takes up most of the space. The air in here is more humid. It's warm and sticky. Carnivorous pitcher plants hang like vines while they lure bugs for lunch. Some of the larger pitcher plants, though, can catch bigger meals. And these, oh, these are even bigger. Yeah, they're purported to uh, catch small rodents. Despite the flesh-eating plants, this room is calming. You can get a sense of what it might be like to sit next to a trickling creek in the rainforest. While Vega and his team work to maintain the gallery's tropical climates, forests outside the conservatory are on their own. Rainforests once covered 14% of the earth, but that number is down to 6%. This living museum is meant to bring people and plants together. Lo Hodges says if she can get city kids to have one connection to plants, she's done her job. So great ones are looking at the cacao uh, tree or the chocolate. I mean, again, most little kids, you think of chocolate, you unwrap it. It comes in a bar, right? It's a sugary thing that you think of and you get it at the 7-Eleven and whatnot. But um, showing kids the plant it comes from... Hope, and I say kids, big kids, little kids, but hopefully visitors, you know, they go home and the next time they're eating chocolate, it clicks. It clicks for Hodges and Vega too, even though they worked here for years. They still take in the delights just like kids. Hodges reaches out and rips a piece of bark off a tree. Smell that cinnamon? <laughs> oh, it smells really sweet. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me about it? Uh, yeah, it makes me want to make cookies. <laughs> this work, Vega says, is his dream job. Well, I remember coming here as a young kid and then through my teens and always thinking, you know, that this was the gold standard for tropical horticulture. Vega and his colleagues are working to maintain that gold standard. So the next generation of the coolest group of horticulturalists on the planet has a place to belong. That story was produced by Truk Wynn. Next time on the Golden Gate Park cast, we're going to head out of the Conservatory of Flowers, across its front lawn, and through a tunnel under the road. We'll discover a scene you won't find on any map, but a park tradition nonetheless. We used to call this the Conservatory of Flowers, and we used to call this the Conservatory of Music. Find out where we're headed next time on the Golden Gate Park cast. This podcast is a production of KALW Public Radio. Our team includes Shirin Adil, David Boyer, Tarek Foda, Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, James Rollins, and Ben Trefney. Thanks for joining us. I'm Hana Baba.
You just listened to the first episode of a brand new podcast from KALW Public Media in San Francisco. We are listener supported, so please support us. You could go to KALW.org, click donate now. Thanks very much and tune in for episode two.